Welcome to the Birthful Podcast. I'm Adriana Lozada, and we continue on our birth stories for the summer series. Emily Olszewski never really had any experience around children, nor was she all that excited about having kids. Oh, how things change. Check out her awesome and unconventional home water birth story that happened while she lived in a small apartment while going to school. Stay tuned. This episode of Birthful is brought to you by Natural Breastfeeding in their free quick start video, which shows you a simple technique to prevent nipple pain and the easiest way to help your newborn latch and for you to produce enough milk for your baby. Go watch it at naturalbreastfeeding.com. The Birthful Podcast, talking to maternity pros to inform your intuition. Hello, Mighty Mamas and Mamas-to-be. I want to thank you once again for all the love you give the show and remind you that if you enjoy what you hear, then please review the show on iTunes. It really helps. I've got to share with you a message that I recently received from Sharon where she says, Your podcast will save my life and is making this pregnancy so incredibly enjoyable for both of us. Fact. Thank you, Sharon. How awesome is that? So glad that you're getting so much out of the show, Sharon. And if you, my listener, are also finding the podcast is making your pregnancy more enjoyable, then consider becoming a friend of the show by supporting me at patreon.com slash birthful. It will be like buying me a virtual cup of coffee and almost as satisfying as when your baby gives a solid, you know, really good burp or, or something like that. Anyway, this week I supported a long, long birth. So my soon-to-be-released Birth Partners Ultimate Labor Support Toolkit is going to have to wait a few more days. But that's better for you since it gives you an extra week to get in on the early bird list right away. And you can do that by going to birthfall.com slash toolkit. That way you'll be the first to know when it goes live and I'll send you a discount code to boot quick recap of what this support kit is all about. So I've taken all the fabulous things I've learned over nine years as a doula working side by side with birth partners and created a super accessible, straightforward resource that's going to guide your birth partner and get them from feeling, you know, out of place and maybe overwhelmed to feeling confident and knowing that they truly have your back. So this thing's got checklists and cheat sheets, as well as a short audio series that's just over an hour long. And it will clearly tell them what to do, when to do it, so they can be an active participant in this child's birth without feeling overwhelmed or under pressure. So both you and your partner will love this. Go sign up at birthful.com slash toolkit. All right, so without more ado, let's get to today's story that comes from Emily Alsheski, who, as she puts it, did her best to connect with her body and have a surreal experience. I cannot wait to hear more about this. Emily, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so glad you reached out to tell your story. Um, you were saying that your son is seven months old? Is that He's still eight, eight months old right now? Okay, it's been a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and before we jump into the story per se, what I want to see where you were at before, you know, during pregnancy, and like, what was your thoughts? What were your thoughts about birth and and your feelings towards it? Oh, man, you know, I've never really been a baby person or a kid person per se. Um, I wasn't really sure if I was ever going to have kids. And so when I became a part of the statistic of 50% of unplanned pregnancies, um, it was a little scary at first. You know, I was I wasn't prepared for any of it. I had no idea. I'm the youngest of seven, so I'd never been around, um, you know, anyone pregnant really I'd never been around kids I didn't babysit much um so yeah it was it was quite scary for me at first but the more support and help I got with people around me um I just I started to get really excited about it and it's amazing because you know this was meant to happen in my life because now you know I'm a chiropractic student um I'm about a year out from graduation 
and I'm actually getting my diplomate now to work with pregnant women and children. Yay! Because I, yeah, I loved my experience so much. Like I absolutely loved pregnancy. And I think that was kind of, it was like, I wanted to prove to myself and prove to the world that, you know, pregnancy can be beautiful and amazing. And the more I got connected with my son, you know, as he was, you know, growing from a, a little blueberry to the size of an avocado or whatever. It <laughs> be. Um, I just felt more and more of a connection. And I think with my education too, learning how beautiful it is for us to be able to create a life from two cells was just, or, you know, from a cell was just, it was incredible. And so I got really excited. And um, at first I was going to deliver in a, uh, in a birthing center and I went to my first appointment. I went at like 14 weeks, I think. And I, my boyfriend wasn't with me at the time because he had a test or something that day. And I called him crying because I felt so uncomfortable being in a hospital because the birthing center was like located in a, one of the hospitals in Atlanta. And I, I called him and I'm like, man, I don't think I can do this. And we decided then to do a home birth. And from that that really got me excited listening to other moms and their stories about their home birth experience and what they went through with their midwives that was really what fired me up and got me excited and I just felt like a warrior throughout my pregnancy I guess like I felt like I was preparing for to run like a marathon or something and mm-hmm. so it was all just every day was just great for me in that preparation to give birth and give life yeah, and that that is quite a drastic change, like going from somebody who had no contact with babies, didn't think they wanted babies, no nothing, you know, with babies, and to suddenly not only jump through the hoops and go, not hoops, but, you know, jump from the steps of there to, okay, I'm having a baby, I'm going to embrace this, I'm going to love it, I'm gonna, I am connecting with my son, this is fantastic, let's have a birth center, and now we're at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was such a blessing. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> ah, ah. So now here's, I'm very intrigued about, about this, of you um, deciding on having a home birth for your first birth, because I find that for a lot of mamas, that's a big hurdle to jump over. Not, it's because you know, there's all these cultural associations that we have with birth and we think home births are scary. And so I hear a lot of like, "Eh, maybe for the next one, but we want a home birth, but not quite. Like, were you at any point afraid of or hesitant about a home birth? Like what was going through your mind then? Honestly, the only time I was worried was right away, like right when I got pregnant and we were talking about our options and, you know, I decided to check out a birthing center because of that fear. I was like, okay, you know, I I should maybe check out my other options. It might be better to be close to a hospital. And um, honestly, I only felt that way because of my family, I think, because my family was very concerned. Like, I don't think it was truly me that was worried. I think it was more so that like my parents, um, more so I should say my dad and um, some like my aunts and different people in my family were like, oh, you know, you're, are you thinking about having him at home, you know, or having your child at home? I guess we didn't know it was a he at the time. Mm. But, um, you know, and so I, I felt like I was choosing to do it in a birthing center more so because the other people around me were concerned. And then again, like I said, when I went into that birthing center, I realized like, this isn't a place for me to give life. Uh-huh. You know, we've only been having children in a hospital for such a small fraction of our existence as humans. And again, like the more stories I heard, and I guess too, the more you know, horror stories I heard about women not having the births that they wanted in, in the hospital, that really just solidified that I knew I could do this at home. Like I knew... As a woman, this is what I am designed to do, and I just had to trust. I had to trust in myself, and when I found a midwife that I – she was so confident. I mean, she was amazing. Like, I'm going to be sad when I have my second and I'm not close to her anymore, (laughs) but she – just her confidence and her her abilities as a midwife 
just made me that much more confident. And I, I didn't have those worries. You know, I, I trusted too that uh, if I did have to get transferred, um, my perinatologist, Dr. Boots Taylor, he's extremely well known in the Atlanta area because he is respectful of women in the, you know, giving birth. He's, he's not like other, other OBs that I've heard about or perinatologists that I've heard about. And so I was, I was really glad when I met with him, he made me feel very secure too, that Mm. if anything did happen, he would have my back and, you know, respect everything that we wanted in our birth. And I'm glad you bring that up because one of the things that if you look into, like from the research point of view, into home birth and the safety of home birth and safety of birth centers and all that, where the weak point tends to be most is in that transfer and then continuity of care of having, if something goes wrong, of being able to go from home to hospital and having sort of a a team that will support that choice rather than a, a judgment or shutting out your your care pro your midwife or you know so that is really great that you that that was already in place yeah it was huge it was a huge part of it I just felt very comfortable with everything and my midwife of course was respectful of every decision that we had you know everything that we wanted within our birth like it just it was a perfect mix and I think when you have that when you have a team that you can trust you know, when you have the support from your spouse, when you have a midwife like that, that's so confident and she has a great history with um, her practice. And then she's got a great connection with the, you know, the perinatologist, like that all just made me so extremely confident that I knew, I knew this was going to go the way that I wanted it to. Yeah, that for sure helps in in getting rid of fears. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was huge. So, Pregnancy, beautiful, all wonderful, connecting with your baby, and then the day comes. How did you know that you were in labor? Oh, man, I was ready. I was just, you know, you get to that point of like 39 weeks, and you're like, all right, <laughs> like it's time. <laughs> but um, let's see, it was, I was close to 42 weeks almost, and um, I think I was like 41 weeks and five days And I don't, I was getting just kind of like little contractions and I was very active during my pregnancy and especially towards the end, I just felt like I couldn't sit still. You know, I just, I couldn't get comfortable. I just was constantly out going for walks. Um, I had a saltwater pool, I'd go swimming and I don't know, on this Thursday, I just, I went down to the river. I messaged my boyfriend and I was like, all right, I'm going to go for a a long walk, you know, get, uh, get this process going, hopefully. (laughs) And, um, I went down to this river and I was just kind of like listening to some podcasts and I was walking around and I just felt my contractions get a little bit stronger. And so I got in the car and I drove home and again, like things were just getting a little bit stronger. Nothing, nothing too crazy, nothing extremely close together. You know, my midwife told me, uh, kind of what to expect And so when I got home, I made myself a big dinner, which I don't know if that was a good or a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) I ended up, uh, you know, getting rid of it (laughs) later. Sure. Um, But uh, no, I had a big dinner and I just I told my roommate, you know, I'm like, I think tonight's gonna be the night. Like, I think I think this is gonna happen. And so her and I went up to my room after I ate and I was just kind of hanging out on my bed and got into the clothes I wanted to be in to be comfortable. And I was texting my midwife, kind of telling her what was going on. And, you know, she didn't want to jump to any conclusions. And she was like, okay, you know, when if things start to get closer, just time them out, start writing them down. And she told me what to do. So I told my roommate. And so my roommate goes and gets her phone and she starts playing music. Pretty sure she was playing me like Miley Cyrus or something ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and then she uh, she got a notepad and a pen and she just started writing down when my contractions were. And, you know, my boyfriend was at a training um, with some other chiropractic students and I, I was keeping him updated, but I was like, all right, you know, don't come here now. Let's not, let's not get crazy. And as the night kind of went on and things started to get, my contractions were getting closer together, um, I messaged him. I'm like, all right, you know, I think I think it's time for you to come over here. And we just kept my midwife posted. Again, my roommate was awesome. She's just sitting there literally watching me just have contractions <laughs> and just writing it down. And 
Um, let's see, that was around, everything started around like six in the evening and it got to midnight and I ended up throwing up my large dinner that I had. And that was kind of the point that my contractions were getting closer and active labor was beginning. And so we, uh, we called my midwife and she came over and mind you, we're like, my apartment was pretty tiny. Like it was just me and my roommate, Helena and, uh, it I, there, the tub took up like most of the living room because we I had a water birth so we had a tub in the living room in the which was on the first floor and the bedrooms were on the second floor so I ended up moving down to the to where the tub was and took my spot on the couch and active labor began at midnight and my midwife and her assistant showed up and you know from there it's almost like I just went into another place, you know, like we were talking about before the, the mind is so powerful. And I, uh, in the months, you know, during my pregnancy, I had read the book Hypnobirthing. I don't know if you've ever heard of Hypnobirthing before. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. There's a podcast uh, that I did about uh, hypnosis for birth. So, if, oh. so go people go listen to that one too. Yeah, perfect. I'll have to go back and listen to it. But I read the book Hypnobirthing and literally every night, when I went to sleep, I would have something, some sort of like hypnobirth or like um, deep meditation audio playing while I would go to sleep because I wanted to just like train my subconscious for this moment. And so, yeah, I basically, I mean, I can't say I was extremely relaxed and in a hypnotic state, but, you know, I didn't, I did my best to just kind of I don't know, just kind of really have this like surreal experience and just and just try to connect with my body during that during the birthing experience. And um, active labor was less than six hours, which I told my boyfriend previously. I was like, all right, my goal is active labor of five hours. <laughs> so that's pretty close. And um, let's see. I. Uh, I labored mostly on the couch on my side. My son was, um, when he was in the womb, he was on the right side and he would slip posterior a lot of the time. And so, you know, my midwife said it was nothing to worry about, but when I was going to be, you know, in labor and pushing, I needed to be on all fours so that he would go anterior. And so, of course, it was teamwork between me and my son. I don't like to make it sound like it was just me, but the two mm-hmm. of us working together. Um, and he did just that. He went anterior when I was on all fours. And I labored on the couch and on a birthing chair, kind of running back and forth in between our small bathroom and the living room. And at 5.39 in the morning, after about maybe 45 minutes of pushing, I gave birth to him in the water with my boyfriend as well there. Yeah. Yeah. It it was incredible. It was my roommate was there for the whole thing as well. And she um, she was taking pictures and she took a video. And so we got a ton of good pictures. And the the video is really fun. I love watching the video because it just brings back so many good feelings. Mm hmm. So let me see. I want to get more into the nitty gritty of it because I love I love how it flows. I love but. So how, when he was posterior, how, where were you feeling your contractions? Like, how was that feeling in your body and and the effect of contractions? Because it's obviously something that just flows and you were in a perfect mind space for it. But I know that if somebody has never had a birth, the question is, well, how does this feel? So how did it feel? Man, that's a, it's tough to describe, but I think what was going through my mind, like when I had been reading through the hypnobirthing book, um, you know, being a chiropractor, I know a lot about all the different muscles and ligaments and fascia and all that kind of stuff. And so I guess in my mind, what I was thinking about was like, you know, I need to relax and just let these contractions happen and kind of like almost picturing my uterus muscles just working to push this child out. And it was very it was very intense. I mean, it was, you know, I, I wouldn't say that it's not painful. It is a painful experience. It's very, when those contractions come, you know, it's very, very strong, but 
oh, it's it's just something like because of the end result and the end goal it's something that you can get through you know so strong contraction just everything in my body you know I'm laying on the couch I'm laying on my side like my whole body's moving and then when the contraction stops it's like that was like my recovery moment you know like okay the next one's coming this I'm one step closer to my son being here you know entering this world like that was kind of my thought through the whole thing was every, every intense contraction was just one step closer and so it is a whole total body thing and my uh my roommate Helena she uh, previously she's in chiropractic school as well but she did massage therapy before mm-hmm. and um so I told her that, you know, if she would be willing or I asked her if she'd be willing to, you know, help like massage me in different areas. I had been reading about that as well, that some women like to be massaged while they were in labor. And I did have really bad low back pains during the contractions. Like I've never, you know, I've never felt something like that before. Like it it was very uncomfortable. And that's why I felt like I had to move all the time. I, mm-hmm. I felt like I just constantly had to like get up, sit down, like, you know, go to the bathroom, come back. Like I just, I couldn't sit still almost. And... Were you having that and that sensation only during contractions or between them as well? No, just during the contractions. Okay. And then between them, I almost would kind of like take a <laughs> short nap almost. <laughs> like I would just close my eyes and breathe and then the contractions would come again. And again, just kind of like worm, like moving like a worm on the couch and getting up. And I had her um, massage my low back, but I don't know. It's, it's so different than what you think. Like I love, I love to get massages. You know, I'm a, a touch type of person but during labor, things are just completely different. And I was very hypersensitive. And, you know, she would, like, at times she'd be rubbing my low back or massaging it out. And I just, you know, I'd have to, like, smack her hand away. And I'm just like, nope, no more. I, I can't take it. I can't take it. And I was actually going to have my chiropractor, um, my chiropractor and mentor, I was going to have him come as well. Like, he really wanted to be at the birth. And I was totally cool with that. But we ended up not even calling him because I was just so hypersensitive that I don't even think I don't even think I could have been adjusted during um, during the whole labor process. Like Mm. I just didn't really want to be touched, which is weird because I thought that's what I would have wanted. And I hope they didn't take it personally. I'm sure they didn't. I'm going (laughs) to we're going to take a quick break here and um, we'll be right back because I've got so many more questions for you. Research tells us that 92% of new moms report significant problems with breastfeeding within the first week and that common problems include nipple pain, milk production, and latching. Let me tell you, nipple pain sucks. It is no fun at all. And the thing is that it only takes a couple of badly latched breastfeeding sessions for your nipples to become unnecessarily damaged. Do yourself a favor and go watch Dr. Teresa Nesbitt and Nancy Moorbacher's free quick start video that gives you everything, everything you need to know to get started with natural breastfeeding. I have seen these techniques work time and time again since this is what I teach my doula clients and it's also super comfortable to do. I'm telling you, your back will not hurt from breastfeeding if you use these techniques. So go do it. Go watch the quick start video to natural breastfeeding at naturalbreastfeeding.com. And we are back. And you were telling us how you got some, your roommate did give you some massage and you were super hypersensitive um, and you were planning on getting adjusted but then didn't call your chiropractor um because it was it would have been too much Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. did you get adjustments during your pregnancy oh my gosh i would assume yes because (laughs) (laughs) absolutely yeah i got checked every week during my pregnancy um i don't know what i would i don't know what women do without getting adjusted during pregnancy Um, I feel like that's why I had such a great pregnancy was because I got adjusted, you know, um, my nervous system was functioning properly and my hips were balanced, allowing, you know, the most optimum room for my son. Um, Let's see. I got massages from my roommate, which is so incredible. And um, during when I was, let's see, 
when I was 41 weeks, I went and I got acupuncture done from a friend. That was actually my first time um, getting acupuncture. Yay, needles. What did you yeah. think? I love needles. <laughs> uh, acupuncture needles. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't, I don't, it still kind of freaks me out a little bit, but um, I don't know. It was good. And I decided to try it because one of my classmates, his wife is an acupuncturist. And so he came up to me when he saw that I was still pregnant. He's like, hey, have you ever tried acupuncture? I was like, nope, but I'm willing to try it right now. So, so yeah, I, you know, I really, I took as much care of my body as I could and getting adjusted was a huge part of that. And it was actually really cool because since I'm in school and, you know, getting my diplomate to work with pregnant women and children and um, I'm carrying out the series for the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association. And so I got to go to all these different seminars and actually kind of be the guinea pig throughout my pregnancy. So it was really cool. I got a lot of a lot of different cool stuff done during my pregnancy. I got to experience it and feel it so that I can, you know, carry that out for women in my own practice. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool. Very cool. Very cool. So let's get back back to birth and tell me. So obviously, I'm sure physically the intensity, especially with the back pain, must have been the hardest. It was definitely. Was there something mentally or other, another other point during the, the flow of birth that was really challenging for you? <sighs> I think the pushing, um, the pushing out my son, like I, I felt like, I don't know if it's kind of graphic, but like, I felt like I was tearing. I was, you know, nervous about that. That was something that kind of freaked me out was hearing about women tearing. And I'd seen videos of some different births and things happening. And so that part kind of freaked me out. And, um, it, there was a, the point when his head was out and my midwife told me to stop pushing so she could make sure that the umbilical cord wasn't wrapped around his neck. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I'm just like, what? Stop pushing? Are you kidding me? <laughs> but, you know, I knew she had to do what she had to do. And then, I mean, after that push, then he, I had one more push and he came out. But yeah, I think the back pain was probably, was probably the worst, the hardest part. And then just the pushing, but again, because you know the end result and, and you're so close to meeting that person that's, you know, that little being that's been inside of you for nine months, it's just, it's, it's all mental. It's just a huge mental thing to just get through that. And I don't think, I didn't have any doubts during the whole process. Like I never, I never thought to myself like, oh my gosh, I can't do this or I need to be, you know, transferred or nothing like that. Like I never got worried. And I do think it's because you know, I was really adamant about, like, I told myself all the time, I'm like, I am doing this at home. Like, I'm going to do this. You know, there's no way I'm getting transferred, like no complications. Like I really just kept a positive mindset and told myself I did, my friend and I made birthing affirmations. Um, I hung some of those around my apartment and I just kept strong like that. And my mentality was just, that was the biggest thing to get me through this. And I think we were talking about this a little bit before, but so much of birth is in your mind. We think it's a very physical experience, but more than half of it is in your head. Yeah, definitely. Well, and I think, you know, again, in society, we portray it that it is this painful experience and, you know, all these different things can go wrong and, you know, well, you you have all these other interventions you can use if things don't go right. And, you know, again, like I overheard a woman talking the other day and she's like, no, I just, I request for an epidural every time before I even go into labor. And I just, it makes me sad that women don't even give themselves the chance. You know, there's, there's a reason that we were designed the way we are. Like we can do this, but it's believing in yourself and being confident in yourself and, and it's not just about yourself too. I think it's about as well, like your healthcare provider or your OB or your midwife or whoever it is, you know, should make you feel like you are strong enough to do this. Yeah. I think also it goes back to the, you know, it's such a personal and unique experience for everyone. And it's one of those things that you know what you know when you know it. And you can only do 
the best at that point. So if you're frightened out of your mind about the process, then the way you approach it and what the choices that are right for you are very different than, you know, choices for like in, in your case where you were so trusting and relaxed and not anxious about it and and actually more anxious about possibly being in a birthing center that that's what made you felt safer at home. So it is, I, I do hear like the moms that say, oh, I just want an epidural right away, get get it over with. And it's just what's feeding your sort of understanding and approach toward birth is very different. And nobody else can walk that journey for you, unfortunately. Yeah, definitely. Or but not I, unfortunately, fortunately. <laughs> yeah. I think that too, like women just don't know their options as well. You know, like a lot of my friends I've talked to who have either, who have had kids or haven't had kids, whatever it may be, who are kind of outside of my chiropractic bubble, I like to call it. Um, there were just a lot of things that they honestly didn't know. Like they had no idea that a midwife could do certain things and you know, they were just very surprised by all of it. And I had a lot of women tell me that, you know, if they would have known those things, like they would have done things differently. So I think a huge part of it is like the education just isn't getting out to these women. And that's why I love things like your podcast and, you know, different podcasts and things like that or documentaries or books or whatever it may be and different resources that, you know, we're trying to reach out to women to tell them about their options and what they can do. Mm-hmm. What are some of those other good resources that helped you out? Um, let's see. I read, so I read a couple books. Um, the hypnobirthing book was great. I read Birthing from Within. I thought that was a really cool book. It um, kind of talking about like the history of um, women giving birth. And that really opened my eyes. I'm just like, wow, you know, women have been giving birth in rice fields for <laughs> longer than we have in hospitals. So mm-hmm. that was kind of neat to read things like that. Um, I love that book by Pam England. And I did, there is a podcast with her on uh, <laughs> healing your birth story with Pam England. Go listen. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I need to go listen to some more, some more of your podcasts. Um, let's see what else. I love, I love documentaries. Um, my boyfriend and I are huge into documentaries. So there was, um, Gosh, what's the one? I'm drawing a blank on what it's called. The Business of Being Born? Yes, yes. Yes. Business of Being Born. And then um, it was perfect timing for starting my seminars for um, getting my diplomate because that was like right as I got pregnant. And so throughout my pregnancy, um, going to all those different seminars, I mean, I went to, I've gone to about like 12 of them now. That was like a huge part in educating myself about birth and the whole process. And honestly, yeah, just listening to other women's birth stories, like within my chiropractic bubble, again, you know, there were a lot of women that had had a home birth and I was able to talk to them and hear about their stories. And I guess that's what I wanted to surround myself with was those good stories of what I wanted. You know, Mm -hmm. I know I know that women mean the best when they when they tell you about their story and maybe something didn't go right. Um, you know, they, they want to warn you, I guess. Um, but those weren't really the stories that I wanted to hear. You know, I, I appreciated it. Like whoever it may be, like the women in my family, like my aunt or my mom didn't have very experience, great experiences with her births. And, you know, I know that they want to, they want to share those with you to, um, help you and protect you and make sure that you're prepared. But I guess I just always wanted to hear the really good stories. I wanted to hear the ones that went well and I wanted to envision those for myself. Mm. And, you know, the thing with birth stories is that you carry your story forever. Mm-hmm. That is such an important, not important, but it is important. But <laughs> the word I'm looking for is a huge impact moment in your life and your definition of yourself that you get you see the research of these 80 year old ladies that when they ask you you ask them about their birth stories they tell you what their doctor was wearing like down to you know then not everybody has that level of detail but you remember a lot so much of it so i think especially 
if you ask somebody, you know, your birth story, everybody wants to tell you about it, good or bad. And I think the bad, if you didn't have a great experience, you want to tell it even more because there's like stuff that you didn't process, stuff that needed to be taken care of that you need to hear yourself say, like there's layers of onions, right? That need to come off of it Mm -hmm. still. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I always appreciated everyone's stories and, you know, it was good, but I just, yeah, at times, you know, it was when women were, you know, like, oh, maybe you shouldn't do that. Like, what if you have this complication or I had this complication and, you know, if you're at home, like that's, that's going to be dangerous. And, you know, it's like, I, I always appreciated their advice, of course. And, but I just, because I was so confident in what I was doing, it, it was just like, I just wanted to envision the good stuff. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to put that worry and those thoughts out in the universe because I knew that this was, uh, this was going to go well and I knew it was only going to be a positive experience. So yeah, they're really good stories to learn from. And I, I love to hear any woman's birth story and, you know, I, I do think it's a unique story to everyone. And it is, like you said, something you carry throughout your life. But I, I liked to hear all the, the home birth stories. Those motivated me to, you know, like my friend, she, uh, she had her son like three months before mine. She actually used the same midwife as me and she had the same tub that I use. So we kind of joke that we're like tub sisters. So fun. <laughs> You had a you had a pregnancy mentor. That's my favorite thing. Yeah. When you have a friend that's just like a few months ahead of you in this in this process. Yeah, I had one too. It's it's so good. people go and get pregnancy mentors like a friend 3 months out. <laughs> yes. No, it's perfect because my friend Carol, her son is like 3 months older and then my other friend who's actually one of my uh roommates right now as well she has a one-year-old son and so we were all pregnant at the same time and it's crazy because both of them you know had their um had their sons and then I had mine and so it was like I got to I got to learn from them and hear their stories mm-hmm. and and then now I get all the hand-me-downs so it's perfect yeah <laughs> all three of us had boys so oh, that worked out was it all surprises yes yes cool well, do you mean surprises and as in the, not gender beforehand? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh no, I think we all knew. We all knew we were having boys. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we were prepared to all three of us having boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, Emily. What was the something in the birth that was that most surprised you, or was different, most different than when that what you expected than what you expected? I. Uh, did not expect him to come out so quick, <laughs> I guess. You know, you're having these contractions for, gosh, you know, five hours of active labor. And then I just, I didn't even push for that long. I guess I didn't, I didn't realize that it, it wasn't going to take that long for me to push and have him come. So that was really surprising to me for whatever reason. It was really cool. Like, you know, all of a sudden my midwife's like, all right, you know, his head is out, his head is out. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> and then like one push later, there he is. So I think that was, that seemed to come so quick. Like after all this work of pushing and, con- or not pushing, excuse me, just of contractions and, you know, being in pain and laying on the, laying on the couch and on the birth, being on the birthing chair. And then all of a sudden it was like, he was just there in such a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because from start to finish, you like you were saying things. The first contraction started to get serious around, not serious, but more intense around six p.m. when you had that big dinner. Yes, yes, yeah. So it was, you know, and you don't even realize what time it is. Like I, all the blinds were closed in my apartment, and I time just goes by, and you're not even sure. And you know, all of a sudden, there he is, and it's like, oh. It's the next, you know, it's Friday morning, like early morning, and you're just like, wow, it was, so yeah, that was probably the coolest part was, because again, I'd never really been around, you know, a birth or pregnant women, like, I don't know, and I guess when I talked to women about their stories, you know, I didn't get a ton of details like that, like about things like that, so I wasn't, I wasn't really sure, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then there he was, and it was just, it was amazing. Very cool. 
What about after he was born? Like, the what was the process in terms of the placenta? Did you have any stitches? Uh, yeah, that third stage. Sure. So we, um, so my boyfriend was in the tub with me, and my son came out perfect. He's good. Um, he had a lot of. He must have swallowed a lot of fluid because he's very mucusy. Like we were, you know, kind of like sucking a lot of. I don't even know what it what it was really, but a lot a lot of fluid. He was like gunky. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. and um, so I stayed in the water. We kept the placenta attached for quite a while, and I was trying to nurse him in the tub. But I, you know, like I said, like I thought I was tearing because it just you're like on fire, and the tub was all bloody. I realized, and so I was like, man, I had to have torn. Like I must have. There's no way I didn't with how bloody this tub is. And so my midwife asked me if I wanted to get out and sit on the couch with my son. And I was like, yeah, you know, let's let's get out of this bloody mess. And so uh, I went to stand up and she asked me a question and I just I couldn't even answer her. I um, I got really lightheaded and I almost passed out. I we didn't realize like I had lost quite a bit of blood. I had like some some clots forming and so they like pulled me out of the tub like she noticed her her and assistant noticed and grabbed me and pulled me out and my boyfriend was holding our son and uh so then I laid on the couch and she had to get some of the clots out so she had to like push down on you know my stomach my lower stomach and my uterus and um she you know I'm not one for taking medications or any you know I haven't taken a medication in years and my midwife knew I I wasn't up for any of that but in that moment you know I she her with her judgment she knew I needed something so I think she pulled out some vitamin k or something I don't even know but she just she gave it to me in that moment because I had was it a shot what was it a shot she gave you no it was um orally Uh uh-huh and uh I just knew I was like okay you know something's going on I'm not sure what and so I you know I was a little worried but she uh she made me feel fine and so I just laid there and then, yeah, my my boyfriend was hanging out with our son with the placenta attached, and they were just kind of monitoring me to make sure that I was okay. I was really white, <laughs> just laying on the couch there. And so finally, I recovered a little bit. Like, I think they gave me a shot of honey, um, you know, to kind of get my sugar levels up. And then... Um, Let's see, my boyfriend cut the cord after quite a while. I don't even, it was probably a good, like, 15 minutes that we left the the placenta attached. Mm-hmm. I, you know, time, again, time was just so strange at that moment. But it's crazy, too, because, you know, it's almost a surreal experience as you're going through the whole labor process. And then it's like, all of a sudden you snap out of it and you come to and you're like, oh, my child's here. And, you know, you're just like a normal person again. It was... It was really interesting, but yeah, so then my midwife was just doing, you know, making sure everything was good and weighing him and making sure he was all right, and my boyfriend cut the cord after about 15 minutes or so, and then I tried to get him to nurse again, but because he kind of, he was so, uh, he was like coughing up stuff and we had to get some of that fluid out, he wasn't really up for nursing at that point, but um, from there, you know, it was... It was funny because my midwife had just been there all night and all of a sudden, you know, after about like maybe an hour and a half or two hours, she just kind of packs up all of her stuff and the sun's coming up and she's like, all right, I'll, you know, I'll get in touch with you this afternoon. And she just rolls out her suitcase and all of her stuff and goes on her way. And then my boyfriend carried me up the stairs to our bed. And that was probably like the greatest moment of my life was being able to go up to my bed and just like lay there with my family, you know, and this newborn baby. That was the coolest moment ever, I think. Mm, it's such a yummy moment because you're all like cuddly in the bed. Yeah, yeah. it was just warm and oh, it just, it felt so good. That, that is my, a nice moment. It was my favorite moment for sure. It's very nostalgic. <laughs> ah. were you um with your blood loss like were you anemic did you was it just a momentary thing that just then just happened and was done or did it you know yeah were you anemic so uh, 
yeah, I felt better afterwards, but yeah, I'm pretty sure I didn't go have my, have anything checked, but, um, I've been anemic previously in my life and I feel like that's why I've kind of had a hard time recovering because I have been going back to the acupuncturist actually. And that's what she was kind of, she's been talking to me about is like my blood levels just are not adequate. And so I think that's been kind of the hardest part is building back up my, my blood storage and helping me to recover and heal. But yeah, it was, I, it was hard to get out of bed for a little while. Like I'd get very lightheaded and I was having a little tough time recovering, but it ended up getting a lot better after about a couple weeks, two weeks probably. Mm -hmm. And did you have a tear or did you, was it just more the hemorrhaging that had happened? Just the hemorrhaging, no tear, thank goodness, which was, I was very excited because, again, that had been one of my worries that I <laughs> didn't want to have happen, but no, yeah, absolutely no tears, so that was great. So really, like, you know, no complications, just the, just the blood loss. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, which is, it can feel very scary what, when you see that much blood, and especially if it was in the tub, getting all diluted yeah 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 I mean that was that and that's why in that moment you know it was like there was a little worry but again it was like knowing how confident my midwife was and in in her in her abilities to handle that which again that's another thing that a lot of people wouldn't realize that a midwife can handle at home you know and so just I knew that she was in control and she knew what to do and so I I felt very safe yeah, and it's something that happens at at hospitals too. Like it yeah. just depends on the birth and what your your situation is. Yeah, mm-hmm, definitely. And then it happened to my mom. In uh, like I said, my mom had three C sections, and she had really some tough times of pregnancy and labor. And well, not even labor because she had C sections. But um, and so she had kind of talked to me about that stuff too. But. Again, just feeling safe and in that moment with my midwife and I guess kind of to, I think what uh, what made me a little scared was I was laying on the couch and my boyfriend was sitting with my son in his lap and he looked at me and I think my boyfriend's face, the look on his face was what scared me because I, I like knew that something wasn't right, it, you know, because I was very like lightheaded and I just was about to pass out so then I'm laying down and I look at him and yeah just the expression on his face I think he was a little worried mm. as well and that's what made me worried but with how my midwife is I mean she's a rock star so I just I just hung in there and I knew it was gonna be okay yeah yeah and I'm planning to do a, a show come the fall we're gonna do a show specifically on third stage of labor because that's something that doesn't get talked enough about I find. No, I totally agree. I feel like I did so much preparing for, you know, the birth. And then honestly, like the one thing that I feel like I didn't hear much about or I didn't know much about was um, breastfeeding and starting breastfeeding. That Mm. was that was so tough for me for the first two weeks. It was it was unbelievable. But um yeah, definitely. That that third stage, that is one that needs to be addressed more. I know I wasn't educated enough about that part. It's not something, you know, because then you just, you have the baby, so you think, oh, birth is done. But there is a few more things to take care of. <laughs> yeah, I agree entirely. <laughs> That's cool. Um, what... I was going to ask you, so how... You told us a little bit, but how was the experience for your boyfriend? Oh my gosh, he loved it. He absolutely loved it. I love looking back on pictures from the birth because in every single picture he has this giant grin on his face. Aww. It is so funny, but we always joke that like we may not, you know, agree on everything in life, but how we wanted to go through the labor process and how we want to raise our son is like the absolute thing. We always agree 100% on those things. So he was he was my rock. Like he was amazing. He was so supportive of me. You know, again, I the whole labor process was kind of fuzzy, but you know, we're really about like affirmations and being positive and you know, good visions and um he read parts of Hypnobirthing as well and did I don't he read a couple other books, but I don't remember which ones, but I know, you know, he read part of Hypnobirthing and so he knew what I was 
going to be going through and trying to do. And, you know, I remember like, it's very fuzzy, but I remember bits and pieces of him, you know, talking to me and telling me that this is what I was designed to do as a woman. And, you know, I was strong and we were going to get there and we were going to meet our son. And so he was amazing throughout the whole thing. And, um, he's not a, he's not a very emotional guy, but he told me that when he went outside afterwards and he called his mom that he, he almost lost it. He almost broke out in lots of tears. I was so. surprised he didn't lose it before that. Yeah. I know. <laughs> he's a, yeah, he's a strong guy, but he, um, he loved it. He loves to, it's funny because he doesn't even really ask, he's got the video of our birth on his phone and he doesn't even really ask me, but he'll just kind of show random people <laughs> the video of our birth, which I don't mind. But it's you just... guys just need to put it on YouTube. That's yeah. <laughs> basically. I don't know. He'll just he'll tell me that he showed someone, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm I'm glad he's proud of it. But he loved it. He he thought it was a great experience, and he loves to tell people about it. Very cool. Well, I am so glad that you had this beautiful experience that you were hoping for and that it was lovely all around. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I would love to have one more to go through it again, but uh, I think just one more and I want to, I want to have the same experience. Well, yeah, we'll see, right? Time will tell. That's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Fantastic. Is there anything else, Emily, that you want to tell the mighty mamas out there? (sighs) I think I just want every mom to know that, like you said, it is a unique experience, but, you know, don't, don't doubt yourself. Um, Believe in yourself as a woman, believe in your abilities. Again, you know, we were designed to do this and we are extremely strong as women to go through this process. And I think the biggest thing is just asking questions and talking to different people, you know, don't, don't just talk to your OB, talk to other women, talk to chiropractors, talk to acupuncturists, talk to massage therapists, talk to talk to everyone you can and really formulate, you know, what you want to do. Envision the type of birth that you want to have. Come up with your birth plan and, you know, just stick with it and be strong and be confident in yourself and give yourself those positive affirmations. Don't don't live in fear, but live in excitement and and excite yourself for it. Get ready for it. It's an amazing thing. And everyone can enjoy pregnancy and childbirth. Mm, I love those words. So cool. <laughs> Thank you so much, Emily, for sharing your story and for being with us here today. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. Mighty Mamas, I love to hear from you. So share with me your thoughts. And if there's a certain topic you'd like to know more about, let me know. Stay in touch by following Birthful on Facebook or Twitter or subscribe at birthful.com. And if you want to get in on the Birth Partners Ultimate Labor Support Toolkit, then go to birthful.com slash toolkit. That way you'll be the first to know when it goes live and you'll get a discount. I'm Adriana Lozada. Please join me next week when I'll be talking to another mighty mama about her birth story or stories here at the Birthful Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>